Hello everybody, my name's Darren, I write a blog called A Demon's Voice, which is about movies and shit like that. You can find it at ademonsvoice.blogspot.com. I'm also on Twitter, at a demon voice, a demon's voice, rather, of which you should definitely follow me, because why the fuck not? Hope you've all had a good week. I haven't really done anything. I did read that apparently society is going to crumble in 2050 because of global warming and all that, which sounds terrible, but, you know, fuck it. Haven't exactly been successful in life so far, don't have any pension plans or anything like that. So, I don't know, the idea of dying in some cancerous fireball of a world with everyone else sounds alright to me. Uh, you know, I suspect at this point in the last 20 years of my life would only be miserable anyway, so why not just chop them off and we can all burn together? Unless, actually, now that I think about it, some of you rich fuckers can afford a ticket to Mars to survive. That's annoying. I'm going to spend the next few years of my life sabotaging any Mars plans that our species might have to make sure that you can all die with me on Earth. Anyway, that was the... Well, that was one of the bad things that happened this week. The other bad one was that I saw X-Men Dark Phoenix. Don't know if you've seen it. Um, I'm a big fan of the X-Men movies. Some of them, anyway. Uh, this one wasn't very good. Perhaps you enjoyed it, and you can tell me what was great about it and change my mind, because I thought it was pretty shit. Anyway, here's the blog that I wrote on it that I'll read to you now. So sit back, relax, masturbate if you like, and as long as you've got the curtains closed, and enjoy. Cheers. The X-Men series used to work as a metaphor for those that felt as though they were considered a minority within our society. Black people could relate to the idea of being unjustly treated as a second-class citizen, and gay people could relate to the idea that if they didn't want to wear spandex, then leather was considered their only other option. As the series has progressed, though, it seems that there's now an even smaller minority of people that might be drawn to it, and that's the four people left on planet Earth that actually still give a shit about these films. I know that coming out to your family must be a difficult thing, but after I told my mum that I didn't hate X-Men Apocalypse, it wouldn't have been unfair for her to ask, have you tried not being a stupid twat? But out and proud I am when it comes to my love of the X-Men movies. Sure, there might have been a few bad ones like Apocalypse, Last Stand, X-Men Origins, Wolverine and the New Mutants, but let's not forget that this is the franchise that really started the comic book movie boom in 2000, and even more recently, the Deadpool series and Logan have been fucking great. Uh, I know there was obviously Batman and Superman movies beforehand, and Blade came out in 1997, but let's face it, it really did kick off with X-Men, so fuck you all if you were trying to be pedantic with me. Oh, and in case you've not heard of The New Mutants, then it's an X-Men film from a few years back that's so terrible that the studio still hasn't released it. If movies were children, then The New Mutants is the one that you keep locked up in the attic and feed on a diet of fucking fish heads. I know that to most people, the X-Men has become a sort of zombie franchise, dead-eyed and limping on despite the fact that the recent Disney-Fox merger has pretty much fucking killed it. But I was still quite excited to see X-Men Dark Phoenix, because it promised to tell the story of X-Men The Last Stand, but without a cameo from Vinnie fucking Jones. At the very least, we have to admit that almost everything is improved by a complete lack of Vinnie Jones, don't we? I can confirm too that having now seen it, that this new version of the story is significantly better than the 2006 version, but only in the sense that being slapped in the face is significantly better than accidentally sitting on your own bollocks. And yet, for the first 45 minutes or so, I did actually find myself quite enjoying Dark Phoenix. I like the characters, and unlike the CG fuckathon of Apocalypse, it felt like we might actually get to spend a little time with them this time. I also really enjoyed the ominous tone that it had, as though building up to something terrible, which admittedly, it sort of did. Despite enjoying myself, it was about the 90 minute mark that it occurred to me that this film had turned into complete fucking shit, and I wasn't sure at what point that had actually happened. You know what happens to a toad when you boil him in a pot? The same thing that happens to everything else. I imagine. Except that if you put him in a hot pot, then he'll instantly perceive the danger and jump out. But if you put him in a warm pot and slowly heat him up, then he won't notice until he's fucking dead. 
Well, this film has that same kind of thing in that the movie wasn't instantly terrible, but rather there was a slow and constant dribbling of diarrhoea that I hadn't noticed until all I could see was shit. Having said that, I suppose was probably a clue quite early on in the movie, when one of the main characters of the franchise was brutally killed off, and I felt fucking nothing. I won't ruin who it was despite the fact that it's in the trailer, and it's been openly talked about by the filmmakers, because it feels like a spoiler. But I guess I just put down my lack of caring towards her death, as being due to the fact that Avengers Endgame has left me fucking dead inside. However, looking back, it does seem somewhat disingenuous of the film to have a moment in which Jennifer Lawrence's character highlights how the female characters deserve better treatment before it then spends the next two hours either killing them off or completely fucking sidelining them. Apparently Storm was in this movie too, but she honestly wouldn't have made less of an impact if her superpower had been to rub a balloon against her jumper and then hold it above her enemies' heads. The way the film highlights its treatment of female characters before getting rid of them all, it isn't even subtle. It's like an office admitting that it needs to acknowledge the needs of its disabled employees before building a wheelchair ramp that's so steep that it simply slides them out of the office even faster. Even Jessica Chastain's villainess is given so little explanation here that after two hours in her company, I understood her character less than I understand my dog by the sound of her own farts. Also, Michael Fassbender's Magneto has more screen time than Jessica Chastain's lead villain, despite the fact that he has zero relevance to the plot. If he turned up just to start madly fucking Professor X, then I'd have understood because this is the last film in the series, and that's clearly what their relationship has been building towards. We're always seeing them playing chess together, but isn't it about time we saw a couple of queens being allowed to have their bishops bashed? I really can't tell if that's a good joke at this point. But alas, no. Magneto has just been shoehorned in for the sake of it. So if you were hoping to see Magneto rub his purple helmet across Professor X's bulging smooth head, then I'm afraid you're going to be left with balls bluer than you'd find dangling beneath Nicholas Holt's big hairy beast. I'm so sorry everyone, I've been watching a lot of carry-on movies recently. Perhaps this is for the best though, as when it does come to the action, the film becomes near on incomprehensible. There's a fight scene near the end in which all they have to do is cross the road, and yet it takes them longer than a fucking hedgehog that's got his dick snagged in the grid. Not only that, but I have no idea where that scene took place, with the only clue being that it featured a big red bus and was clearly on a set. As a result, my friend assumed that the third act of this film was set in wee Britain, and I can't say for sure that he's wrong. You might think that the action should at least look cool though, with all the various powers on display, except that it's only been a few hours since I saw the film at this point, and the only one that I can remember is a guy who fights by whipping his hair back and forth as though in tribute to Willow fucking Smith. To be honest, it doesn't even look like he's fighting anyone in particular as he does that. He had dreadlocks, and so it was more like watching Whoopi Goldberg get jamming her head at a picnic, and just after somebody had kicked open a fucking wasp's nest. The final fight is even worse, though, with it taking place on a train, as it's being attacked by aliens. That might sound good, but the aliens have been taken the form of humans that they've encountered, and from the way that they dress, I can only assume that they'd stopped off at a party for investment bankers on the way. Whenever a new alien boarded the train to fight, it was like a cross between the raid and an advert for HSBC. They kept doing this fucking thing too where they'd all arrive in unison, as though it was trying to rip off the agents from the Matrix, but because we were in a pool of shit by now in terms of the slow drip diarrhea effect that I mentioned earlier, it was like the climactic battle for the final X-Men film had turned into a dance-off against a fucking Kraftwerk tribute band. At which point we really have to wonder how bad that fish head sucking new mutant film must be for them to have that locked away and yet still expect money off us to see this one. It's a shame too because the X-Men franchise deserves to be remembered much more fondly than it likely will be now. My friend claims that we only keep old people around because of the nostalgia of who they used to be, and I guess that's true of this franchise too. I just hope that people can remember this in its prime and not as the downbeat bore fest that it's ended up as. If this franchise was a human, then in terms of the main series, it would have been better to hold a pillow over its face as soon as Days of Future Past was over. 
But even if it has ended on a low point, I will still fight to the fucking death anybody that dismisses the series as a whole, with the franchise having had some of the best moments in the history of comic book films. Who can forget Nightcrawler's attack on the president in X-Men 2, the final shot in Logan, or Magneto's Nazi hunting scenes in First Class? I still remember too the moment in Days of Future Past in which Wolverine turned up naked, and a woman at the cinema I was at accidentally slipped out an orgasm. I know that as a whole the X-Men series falls down when compared to the mighty MCU, but it's thanks to the success of the X-Men that there's an MCU at all. The simple irony is that as Marvel Studios perfected their formula for a multi-film narrative, the X-Men simply failed to evolve. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and see you next time.